With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Feed Me. And thank you for joining us as always. Well, it is a mega card here on Saturday for me. It is going to be wall-to-wall college basketball. I'm excited for it. Feels like tournament time already as these games are starting to matter more and more. But before we get to the card, let's quickly recap the losing card for Friday. My college basketball handicap goes two and three. We get another one home from Mac Daddy Hoops. He cashes on Niagara, minus the two and a half for us. I get California home, minus the one and a half against Stanford. Special thanks out there to Larry in California. I think he willed that one to the finish line for us as he was at that game with the Golden Bears. I lose on Michigan State, plus the two and a half. I have no comment. I bet against Wisconsin. We'll leave it at that. I lose on Seattle, minus the six and a half. They couldn't hit a three-pointer to save their life. I lose on that one not once, but twice. He backed that one on Twitter. Then I lose on Kent State minus the two and a half. Coin flips go one and one. I lose in the NBA. I win in the NHL. But now let's get to the mega card for Saturday. And my first four are the Twitter vote plays. So keep that in mind. And we start in the Big East. It's Villanova plus the one and a half at Butler. So Thad Mata just wrapped up the enjoyable part of the Big East schedule, winning back-to-back cupcake games against DePaul and Georgetown. Now it's back to the real Big East. Villanova has lost three straight to Marquette, UConn, and St. John's. The Wildcats' resume is a mixed bag. They have losses to Penn, St. Joe's, and Drexel, plus the double-digit losses to Marquette and St. John's. But they did beat North Carolina. They pounded Maryland. Texas Tech, and Memphis by double digits. They won at Creighton. They took Kansas State to overtime on the road. They beat Xavier, and they lost to UConn by one. I liked St. John's on Wednesday as a hungry, desperate team. Today, after three straight losses, four and four in the Big East, 11 and eight overall, I like Villanova to win this game. Butler is exceeding expectations, but Villanova gets this one on the road So give me the Wildcats, plus the one and a half at Butler. Next up on the card for you, we go to the Big Ten. It's Northwestern, minus the two and a half against Ohio State. So I just don't have the stomach to bet against Northwestern at home anymore. I know they lost this year to Chicago State at home, but this is Big Ten play that I'm talking about. They beat Purdue in overtime. They beat Illinois in overtime. They beat Michigan State by 14. They beat Maryland by three. And also in the non-conference for good measure, they beat a ranked Dayton team at home by five. This might be the perfect spot, though, for Ohio State. Northwestern coming off the big win against Illinois. Ohio State is limping in, having lost four of five, including road games at Indiana, Michigan, and Nebraska. The Buckeyes are 0-4 on the road when you include the loss at Penn State to open up league play. They did beat Alabama this year, and you take that one away, and this resume is actually weaker than my record since Christmas. 
So I'm not going to touch the Buckeyes. Give me the Wildcats tonight. I'm on Northwestern. Minus the two and a half at home over Ohio State. Next up on the card, we'll go to the Mountain West. It's Boise State. Minus the two and a half against Utah State. So I have a ticket on the Broncos to win the Mountain West Conference. It's taken a week, but I finally am ready to forgive them for losing to UNLV at home. I'm going to focus on the top 100 wins this season over San Francisco, VCU, St. Mary's, North Texas, Colorado State, Nevada, and San Diego State. Yeah, seven top 100 wins, and they only have one loss at home this season. Utah State has the better record. They're 17-2 and overall, 5-1 and in the Mountain West. They have top 100 wins over Akron, UC Irvine, San Francisco, and Colorado State. The schedule has been favorable. They lost by 13 at New Mexico State or at New Mexico a couple games back. They were fortunate to beat UNLV with a crazy finish. I'm not a believer yet in the Yankees. Give me the Broncos at home here. I'm on Boise State minus the two and a half over Utah State. Next up, we go to the Pac-12. It's Arizona minus the three and a half at Oregon. So Arizona's one and three on the road this season in Pac-12 play. They beat Cal, but they lost at Stanford by 18. They lost at Washington State by three. And then the shocker of all shockers, they lost at Oregon State last out by three. So now they're 14 and five on the season. How do the Wildcats respond to losses, though, is the question. They lost to Purdue. Then they beat Alabama by 13. They lost in double overtime to Florida Atlantic. And then they beat Cal by 19. They lost at Stanford but then beat Colorado by 47. They lost to Washington State, then beat USC by 15. So I kind of like that trend. Even at 5-3 and three in the Pac-12, the Wildcats rank first on offense and first on defense in conference action. Dane Altman is coaching his tail off at Oregon. The Ducks are 6-2 and two in conference play. They're undefeated at home. They have a good offense, but I think Arizona will exploit them on defense. I'm going to lay the number with Arizona on the road. Give me the Wildcats minus the three and a half at Oregon. Next up, we go to the Big 12. It's Kansas plus the five at Iowa State. So I'm still working on wife approval to get up early, drive to Ames for this one, and then go to Des Moines for the Drake UNI game in the evening. I've been to Hilton before. It's a great venue, eighth toughest place to play in the country. The Cyclones are undefeated at home this season. They already beat Houston in this building by four earlier this month. Kansas has struggled away from home. They lost to Marquette by 14. They lost at UCF by five. They lost at West Virginia by six. Those games look like a walk in the park compared to this one. Kansas is banged up. This will be a physical battle. The Jayhawks will need to be tougher. But I'm not sold on that Iowa State offense being able to put away Kansas. Kansas beat Tennessee 69 to 60. Kansas beat Yukon 69 to 65. If this game stays in the 60s, I like my chances at plus five. I lost on them earlier this week, but let's try it again. Rock Chalk Jayhawk, give me the five. I'm taking Kansas plus the five at Iowa State. Next up on the card for you, we go to the Horizon League. It's Milwaukee plus the one and a half against Oakland. So the Panthers of Milwaukee enter this one five and four on the Horizon, four and zero at home, one and four on the road. Fourth best offense in the conference. 
Meanwhile, the Golden Grizzlies of Oakland are 7-3 and in the horizon. They had their six-game winning streak end on Thursday, losing at Green Bay. The Grizzlies are 3-2 and on the road in conference. They're 4-1 and at home this year. Two of those road wins, though, were against Detroit and IUPUI, bottom of the league. Iowa won, the, or excuse me, Oakland won the first meeting, 100-95. This time around, Milwaukee gets revenge at home. Looking ahead to the conference tournament, I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm going to bet every underdog, with the exception of IUPUI and Detroit, on the money line. Toss the other eight, nine teams in. They all look the same to me. Anyone can win any given night. I expect that tonight as well. Give me the Panthers of Milwaukee plus the one and a half at home over Oakland. Next up on the card, we go to the Missouri Valley Conference. Yeah, I got to get a Valley game in on a mega card Saturday. I'm going to take Evansville plus the two and a half against Illinois State. Almost forgot about this team. The leading scorer for Evansville returned for just a bit on the 13th, but he hasn't played since again. The Purple Aces started strong this year, 10 and 2. They're now 11-9 and 2-7 and and in the Valley. Their lone win during that stretch was over Valparaiso at home by three. Last out, though, they had a good showing at UNI, losing by only seven. Illinois State has actually won two consecutive basketball games over Missouri State and Belmont. They're now 4-5 and five in the Valley, but I'm going to make the Redbirds win three straight. So give me the Purple Aces at home. Evansville plus the two and a half against Illinois State. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Next up on the card, we go to the CAA. It's UNC Wilmington, minus the three and a half at Stony Brook. So the Seawolves covered for me this week, winning at Northeastern by 23. They beat Charleston by nine, and this team won at Kentucky this year. They have seven road wins already. They rank third in the conference on offense, fourth on defense. I bet Stony Brook on Monday, they lost to Hofstra by six. Maybe that left a bad taste in my mouth, but this offense ranks 10th in the conference, and I don't see them having much success against Wilmington, so I'll lay the points of the road here. Give me the Seawolves of UNC Wilmington, minus the three and a half at Stony Brook. Next up, we go to the Big West. It's Long Beach State, plus the one at UC Riverside. So UC Riverside beat me last Saturday. I'm going to make them do it to me again. They're 8-13 and 13 overall. They're 3-6 and six in the Big West. They are 7-2 and two at home, though, so that's a concern. Their lone conference loss at home was to UC Davis. Long Beach State is 12-8 on the season, 4-4 four and four in the Big West. They've now lost 3-4, of four, including to UC Irvine by 11 at home on Thursday. The Beach, though, they have some nice road wins this season, including wins at Michigan and USC. They rank 4th in the conference on offense, but only 10th on defense. They did beat Riverside by eight at home in the first meeting. Neither team hit their threes in that game. This should be a track meet, but I think the beach will have enough offense to get it done on the road. Give me Long Beach State plus the one at UC Riverside. Next up on the card, we go to Conference USA. It's Liberty minus the five and a half at Jacksonville State. 
So I felt good about Liberty after the non-conference. They were 11-4 and with losses against tournament-type teams. Then they started 0-3 in conference, losing to Western Kentucky, this Jacksonville State team, and Louisiana Tech. So then I was worried. Now, after a couple nice home wins over FIU and Sam Houston, I'm ready to believe in the Flames again. Liberty was favored by 11 and a half in the first meeting and lost by 10, thanks to shooting just 34%. I expect that to be much better today. Meanwhile, the Gamecocks have lost three straight. They've dropped four games at home already this season against the likes of Utah Tech, East Tennessee State, Illinois Chicago, and Louisiana Tech. 330th ranked home court edge in the country. So I'm going to lay the points of the road here in a revenge spot. Give me Liberty, minus the five and a half at Jacksonville State. Next up, we go to the Atlantic 10, the first of two for me in the A-10. Play number one, it's Dayton, minus the two and a half at Richmond. So the top dogs in the A-10 meet here today. Both teams are 6-0 in the conference. We expected Dayton to be in this spot, but we did not expect to see Richmond. They were actually picked 11th in the preseason polls. Chris Mooney has done a great job with the Spiders. They're 14-5 on the season, undefeated at home, including top 120 wins over Charlotte, St. Bonnie, and George Mason. 5.8 average margin of victory in conference this year. Dayton is 16-2, five top 100 wins, 13 straight wins overall, and a 13-point average margin of victory. The Flyers are number one on offense, number one on defense in the conference. They will get the Spiders' best shot tonight, but I'm I'm, I'm still going to back the best team on the road. Give me the Dayton Flyers, minus the two and a half at Richmond. Next on the card, we stay in the Atlantic 10. It's VCU, minus the one and a half at Davidson. So VCU has a crazy resume this year under head coach Ryan Odom, 12-7 and on the year with five losses at home, and two on the neutral floor. On the road, they're 2-0 so far, with wins at George Mason and LaSalle. Five of their seven losses have been against top 100 teams. Four straight wins of light, giving me hope that this roster is starting to click with the system. Hopefully, Zeb Jackson will be able to go for the Rams today. His status is unknown. Davidson is also 12-7 and on the season. They've lost all three conference home games so far, losing to Dayton, Rhode Island, and Richmond. VCU has been playing better defense of late. Davidson ranks 11th in the conference scoring. So let's back the road team here. I'm on the Rams of VCU, minus the one and a half at Davidson. Next up on the card, three games that define, well, I guess go the definition of insanity games. Three teams that I've lost on time and time again, but I'm too stubborn not to bet on them. I keep thinking there will be a different result. Here we go. Game number one in the ACC, it's Miami of Florida, minus the three and a half against Pittsburgh. So the Hurricanes have not been good to me this year. But after wanting to bet on them and sitting it out at the win at Notre Dame this week, I'm back in. I can't be left on the outside looking in. I'm sure my timing will be terrible yet again, but I'm going to do it. Miami lost their last two at home by nine in each of these against Louisville and Florida State. That's a bad loss, especially to Louisville. It's an offense that I once loved, and yet they're just eighth in the ACC. Pittsburgh, on the other hand, has won three straight on the road, including their last two games over Duke and Georgia Tech. 
Nothing says to bet Miami, except in my opinion, they still score 81.9 points per game. They're still a team that can shoot 49.1% on the year, and I finally expect them to play a decent game at home in conference. Yes, Hurricanes, you were a Final Four team last year. You have so many guards. You're so good. Put together 40 minutes of basketball for me. Give me Miami of Florida, minus the three and a half over Pittsburgh. Next up on the card, you can really roll your eyes with this one. I said earlier this week I was done with them, but I'm not. It's Tulane, minus the three and a half against Charlotte. So 19 games into the season, I just can't stop betting this team at home. Last two home games, they beat Memphis, and they lost to Florida Atlantic by one. Charlotte is 6-1 and one in the American. I would expect Tulane to be up for this one as well. The 49ers are a great story. Six straight wins, but rebounding is not their strength. So I'm not sure if they can take advantage of the green wave weakness. Ugh, this is a tough one for me. I'm on Tulane here, minus the three and a half against Charlotte. Please don't let me pay the price for that one. Next up on the card, the final college basketball game for me. It's been a big card, obviously. In the SEC, it's Arkansas, plus the six and a half against Kentucky. It's tough for me not to laugh about that. Kentucky comes in off of a loss. That's not a good spot for me. I normally don't like that. Arkansas, though, just one and five in the SEC after being a preseason top 15 team. A 13-point loss at home to South Carolina the last time that I backed him this week. A 26-point loss at Old Miss this week. They lost to Auburn by 32. They lost to Florida by 22. Heck, they even lost to Georgia by double digits. So I think I finally can believe Eric Musselman. These Razorbacks are terrible. They can't shoot. They can't rebound. They can't defend. And they can't pass. They can't do anything, right? But this is still Kentucky, so I'm going to grab the points. Give me Arkansas plus the six and a half at home over Kentucky. Then your coin flip bets as I'm having a good time here with the mega card in the NBA. I selected the Washington Wizards at the Detroit Pistons. Total of 243 and a half. It's an early tip. Heads it is. I'm on the over 243 and a half between the Wizards and the Pistons. Then on the Frozen Pond, I selected the Nashville Predators at the Edmonton Oilers. Total of six and a half. Hence it is again, I'm on the over six and a half between the Predators and the Oilers. Let me have a good day in college basketball. I'd feel really good about that. So here we go. My college basketball picks to start with. The first four that'll be a part of the Twitter vote. I'm on Villanova plus the one and a half at Butler. I'm on Northwestern minus the two and a half against Ohio State. I'm on Boise State, minus the two and a half against Utah State. I'm on Arizona, minus the three and a half at Oregon. The rest of my college basketball bets here. I'm on Kansas, Rock Chalk Jayhawk, plus the five at Iowa State. I'm on Milwaukee, plus the one and a half against Oakland. I'm on Evansville, plus the two and a half against Illinois State. I'm on UNC Wilmington, minus the three and a half at Stony Brook. I'm on Long Beach State, plus the one at UC Riverside. I'm on Liberty, minus the five and a half at Jacksonville State. I'm on Dayton, minus the two and a half at Richmond. I'm on BCU, minus the one and a half at Davidson. Then my definition of insanity games, I'm on Miami, 
the Hurricanes minus the three and a half against Pittsburgh. I'm on Tulane minus the three and a half against Charlotte. I'm on Arkansas plus the six and a half against Kentucky. Point flips here. I'm on the Wizards and the Pistons in the NBA over the 243 and a half. In the NHL, I'm on the Predators and the Oilers over the six and a half. So that's my card for Saturday. It's going to be a great day of college basketball. I hope everyone enjoys the games. And maybe, just maybe, I'll get to attend two games in the state of Iowa here on Saturday if the wife approves. But as always, everyone, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money. Have fun. And let's cast some tickets together. Good luck, everyone.